I've been blessed. Several years ago, I was kind of broken when I came back from Ghana in 1993. And the Lord said that I'm to stay home because people were looking at me, not him. And I got pulled out of Ghana, and I've been out for 20 years. And then I contracted cancer of the lungs, and the Lord healed me. Then I had cancer of the bladder, and the Lord healed me. Not by a miracle, but by the hand of a doctor. The Lord works in mysterious and wondrous ways. The problem is, is we don't appreciate it too many times. My love for Jesus goes back many years. I came to him out of fear, but I serve him out of love. And I'm learning more each day as I minister to the people that I was down in Ghana with. I'm learning what love really is. I'm learning what, what the definition of friendship is. We can say what we want about the things that we have. But there's one thing that we have to be genuine about, and that's our friendship to others. We can sit here and say, I'm your friend. A friend is willing to die for a friend, as Jesus did for us. He gave his life so we could have life. He gave his life so that we wouldn't have to worry about what was going to happen in the beyond. Jesus has taken us, and all we have to do is say, Thank you, Lord. Let me be yours. And go through a simple prayer and give it back to him. And all of our sins are put in the sea of forgetfulness, never to be remembered again, past, present, and future. We are his children. And as his children, he calls us to service sometimes. Sometimes he has us wait for a year or two or three or four or maybe 50. But he has his way. And if we will listen to him, things happen in our lives. I was a bad guy. I, I wasn't nasty, dirty, but I was pretty dirty. And Jesus turned my heart around and gave me a new life. And when he gave me a new life, it was kind of difficult at first to accept it and walk in the light of his, his perfectness. But once he gets through to you, there's no turning back. And in Ghana, I was very fortunate to minister to the people there, to show them what life really is when you walk with Christ. A lot of people in the mainline churches, they think they've got everything, but when you got it, you know you got it. And that's the Holy Spirit. We can take and walk through the motions of Christianity all we want. But I have one question for the people here today. If you want to defeat Satan, why Aren't you doing it with a fully loaded gun? You take this, you take that, you pick this, you pick that. But the one thing you need more than anything is love and the baptism of the Holy Spirit speaking in tongues.
You say, I don't need that. If you don't need it, you're not going to defeat the darkness around you. You can't do it by yourself. The disciples tried it. For three years they tried doing it. And they kept falling down, falling down. And then Jesus was arrested and put up in the tribunal. And Peter denied him three times before the cock crowed once. Forty days later, that same Peter, that Peter told, he didn't say anything. He just said, I'm not him. He went out on a balcony after he got baptized with the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues. And he gave the hottest message he ever gave in his whole life. And he pointed to the very people that crucified his Christ and said, You, you crucified my Lord. And that day, 3,000 souls gave their life to Jesus. Now that's getting into it. But he couldn't do it without the Holy Spirit. He was tied. He had his hands bound behind him. And today, I am before you telling you that the power of the Holy Spirit is real. It's here for the church today. Satan's people uses his gifts, oh, all too well, and they don't argue with him. But the Christians take what they want, and then they throw the rest away. We have to get our feet on the ground, our eyes on heaven, and accept what Jesus Christ gives to us freely and not argue with them somatics of what you do with this or that, but to go forward with the power of Jesus Christ and the love of his person, ministering to those who are in need. Muslim, Hindu, doesn't matter. Jesus wasn't prejudiced. He ministered to all who came to him. And Peter was an example of that. He and John went to the, down to the synagogue after they were baptized with the Holy Spirit. And they were walking back from the synagogue. And there was a man begging for alms. Now this was a man that didn't know Jesus. He didn't know anything but one thing, and that was begging for money. And he was holding his hand out for alms. And Peter went up to him and he says, Silver or gold have I none, but what I do have I freely give to you. And he grabbed the man's hand and lifted him up, and the man walked. How did this happen? What did he have? He didn't have Jesus in his heart. He didn't have faith. All he was looking for was money. Peter gave him his faith, and then he gave him Jesus Christ. And when Jesus Christ entered into him, he got up, he moved, and he went forward. We today have that same power. All we have to do is exercise it. It is nothing phenomenal. It is nothing that I have that you don't have. Does Jesus love me more than you? No. He loves you as much as me. He just says, go out. Go to your neighborhood. Go to your place of business. Go to your friend's place. Go wherever you're needed. Praying for the sick. 
setting the captives free, casting out the demonic powers of darkness, and get on with being a church of believers, not do just sayers. Today, I want you to see some pictures that I was very fortunate in being able to take while I was there. One was of a man at a church that was in a little village. Well, not so little. It was about 120,000 people. But it was still considered a village. And this man was about 65 years old. And when he came forward, he had been paralyzed on the whole left side, and he couldn't speak. He had total paralysis of his vocal cords in his body. Yet he came forward for healing. And when God touched him, <laughs> things happened. And if they would show it, uh, that's not quite the right one. This was my interpreter. <laughs> Maxwell was, he was my lifeblood over there. He's been with me for 30-some years. And I tell you, without him, a lot of the work that I was called to do couldn't have been done. No, this is one. <laughs> well, this is another one that the Lord just touched. I was in my guest house where I was staying. And this young girl came in. She was my maid. And she had cramps, something awful. And she was suffering from PMS. And the Lord just touched her and just really gave her freedom. But the one I want is the old man that's sitting in the church that Rich uh, printed out for me. Right there. Uh, that man right there, 60-some years old, came forward for healing. And the Lord just ministered to him and set him free, totally set free. He was speaking. He was doing all things. His total left side was set free. And he was moving about in perfect health. The Lord healed him. The next night, I was given the sermon, and after I got done with the message, I called for the sick to come forward, and this man came forward again. And I looked at him, and I said, didn't you come yesterday for healing? He shook his head, yes. I said, didn't the Lord heal you? And he shook his head, yes. And I says, what are you here for today? And he pointed to his mouth and he said, yeah, 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 yeah. I said, but the Lord set your tongue free. Why did you allow Satan to steal it from you? And the pastor, he was standing there with the man. And he just said one word. He said, Jesus. And this man said, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And he sounded like a bullet coming out of a gun. Bang, 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 bang. And when he got done, he wasn't just saying, Jesus, he said, Satan, you have no hold on me. Today, that man is witnessing to the Muslims in the community. He's glorifying God and telling them what Jesus did for him. 
And it wasn't false because this man had been paralyzed for many, many years, and the Muslims knew him. And they knew he was paralyzed, and they couldn't understand why he was a Christian because he had never been healed. God does things in his own time, in his own way. But every person has an hour. Every person has a day. There are things that we do today in the church here that we don't understand, but it's there. It happens. It's good. There is another one. This man is just an example of of faith walking. But there was a woman. I was up in a place called Old Topol in a Presbyterian church. Now, you may laugh and snicker a little bit, but I'll tell you, God loves them just as much as he loves us. These people, there's one with a lady laying on the floor with her hands over her head. No, the other one. (laughs) No, that's the right one either. But these are good ones. (laughs) There's one with the... This is it. This lady is about 300 pounds. She was just worshiping and praising God. And I walked down and I anointed her with oil and I just touched her on the side of her forehead. And the power of the Lord Jesus came down on her and she just went down. She fell backwards, her arms raised, and that's the same position she was in. She just praising Jesus. And the next thing I knew, she was speaking in tongues. I hadn't even called down for the Holy Spirit yet. So that goes to show you, you don't have to do nothing. Jesus does the work. All you have to do is be there. He will guide you. He will show you. We have to take our our pride. We have to take our mindset, our intellect. We have to put it away and say, Lord, have your way in our lives. And when you do that, (laughs) things happen. There's another one there, uh, several of them. Uh, Let's go back to the lady on her face. Well, that's one of them, but it's not the same one. I have so many. I have over 300 pictures of the power of the Spirit falling on people. This lady right here, the catchers were behind her. The Lord took her forward, and she just went down face first. You never know what God's going to do. You never know what he's going to do because he does his own thing. But he says, I'm here. I'm here, and I'm willing to do it. All you got to do is stand in. You have to be available. You have to be a friend to Jesus. And I say a friend to Jesus, your friends that are here today, you do anything they ask you. But yet when Jesus calls you to do something, you kind of draw back and say, go to the next person, use them. Jesus says, no. He says, if you really love me and if you are my friend, you will do my commands. And I'll be your God. And I will guide you. I will show you. 
When I first got baptized in the Holy Spirit, the power of Jesus Christ moved just awesomely in me when I was over in Africa. But the bad thing was, is people started looking at me as the giver, not at Jesus. We got to take our eyes off of ourselves. We got to put them on Christ. And we just have to be the vessel that he uses. He uses imperfect vessels to do the perfect. Today, there are those that don't know Jesus. I invite you. I invite you now. If you know that you know that you know that you have to make a commitment today, just get out of your seat. Be bold in the Spirit and come forward and say, Lord, here I am. I want to know you personally. You may have grown up in the church. You may have been in the church all your life. But if you have never had a personal relationship with Jesus, you're not saved. You might think you're saved. But Jesus says, if you cannot confess me before man, I cannot confess you before my Father in heaven. We have to make a commitment to come. Come and know him. Come and taste him. He is good. Today, if you haven't made that commitment, come and make it. Come and give your heart to the Lord and see if he is what he says he will be. He will always be your friend. He will never reject you. He'll never walk away from you. When times really get rough, he's always there. All you have to do is call on him. All you have to say is the name Jesus, and he'll be there. We don't have to sit here and conjecture what he'll do. He says in his word, I am truth. And when he is truth, that's all he can speak is truth. And he says, I am here. Come. Come to me now. And if you know the Lord, but yet you do not attend church, or you don't do it on a regular basis, and you want a deeper commitment with Jesus, come. Come and give it back to him. Let him be the authority in your life. And let him guide you and show you what he wants for you. Today is as every day. Just take the step. Today can be a new day in your life. And if you need the baptism of the Holy Spirit and you're afraid of it, don't be afraid. It's real. It happens. There's not much spoken of in the Bible of getting slain in the Spirit. I can only give you one instance that I know of personally. And that is when Jesus was up on the up at Gethsemane. And the uh, priest's uh, guard was up arresting Jesus. He looked at him, and the power of the Spirit took the whole bunch of them down. That's the power of Christ. He can do what he will do. And there's nothing we can do about it when he is allowed to take and do his thing. He's a meek and a mild spirit. He doesn't force you. He doesn't take authority over you. He allows your self-will to guide and to do. 
when you submit that self-will to him, oh, things happen. And you don't know what you're capable of doing in Jesus Christ's name. For the power of Jesus, just the name Jesus spoken, sets you free and allows you to do what you will do. I had another message here today to give, but God does this to me frequently. I think it's because of pride. He doesn't like me to sit there and boast on what I can write and what I can't write. I've tried many times to write sermons and I get up on the pulpit. He throws the sermon out and says, okay, this is what I want you to talk about. And it happens. And I think it's just to say your pride has nothing to do with this game. It's me. It's about me. It's all about Jesus. He's the life He is everything. All you have to do is depend on Him. Take yourself out of the equation and depend on Him. Put your intellect away and allow Jesus Christ to be the source of your power. Allow Jesus Christ to guide you and lead you. Maybe you're having problems with alcohol. Or maybe you're having problems with lust. Or maybe you're having problems looking at pornography. But I tell you, and I tell you true today, Jesus Christ can set you free from all this stuff. All you got to do is come forward and say, this is, this is what I need. I have to be free. If you do this, he will set you free, and free indeed you will be. You won't have to look back. You won't have to worry about condemnation. He doesn't condemn. Everything we do, everything we confess is thrown into the sea of forgetfulness, never to be brought up again. He is who he says he is. If you have a physical need, come. Let him minister to you. Not me, not Pastor Dan. Let Jesus minister to you. We're just the vessel. Today is your day. Please accept it and come. Come today, whatever that healing may be. Maybe you need to be set free from drugs. Maybe it's recreational drugs. Only the Lord knows there's so much of it out there, it's hard for people to not be hit by it these days. And I noticed on TV yesterday over 100,000 people up there in the park getting stoned. What a loss. What a loss because we don't need to get stoned to know Jesus. And we can get that same high just being in the church. Come. Come. And Jesus will set you free. I can guarantee it. I can guarantee it as much as myself standing here talking to you today. He is real. He will give you life life more abundant than you've ever had or that you could have ever imagined because he says he will do it and he is it is true Jesus said in John chapter 14 ask me anything and I will do it I only ask one thing of you 
Believe. Believe and it shall be yours. It's not a big request. And if you don't believe strongly enough to be healed, just take it to the Lord and say, Lord, in my belief, help my unbelief. Allow me to be healed and set free. He is not a person that picks and chooses. This brother that just came forward, he's got four-stage cancer. The reason I know this is my brother John called me and asked me if I'd pray for him this week. It's not me that's going to heal him. It's Jesus Christ that's going to heal him. We could have prayed for a hundred times and a hundred times not see anything. But we're not God. We can't dictate what's going to be. But I can guarantee you this. God didn't give him cancer. Satan gave him cancer. Sin gave him cancer. Why? Because he was born into sin. It wasn't something that he acquired later on in life. We just happened to be there when it's passed out. And Satan don't care who he passes out his germs to. He gives it to the righteous and the unrighteous like all together. Today is a day for his healing. And there's another girl here. She's got a salmon-colored shirt on. Come. The Lord will heal you. Just come. It's yours. If there's any others, please, don't hold back. Let Jesus touch you. Let Jesus touch you today. And the healing is yours.